0: Whether you're at the beginning of your property journey, looking to enter the market, or a seasoned professional seeking new strategies and insights, this podcast is your one-stop resource for all things property investment. Welcome to the Property Investors Network Podcast. Let's embark on this exciting journey together and make your property investment dreams a reality. Hello, property investors. It's great to have you joining me here today. So I'm going to talk about a very popular strategy that uh, you can use. Uh, or tool, as as it's probably better known as a tool, actually. It, is, it can be a strategy for people, but it's better if it's used as a tool, in which case then, of course, um, you're not just out there trying to find properties that will just fit that one strategy. We like, as property investors, to have a full toolkit or a range of different strategies that we can use or deploy, if you like, when we're looking at different property deals. And of course, that makes us a better and stronger property investor. And purchase lease options is a fantastic tool to have at your disposal. But understanding them is what we're going to talk about today. So a lot of you may know what a purchase lease option is or a purchase option or a purchase lease There's loads of different ways you can do these things, but I'm just gonna go through the basics here. So a purchase lease option is where you maybe go to a vendor's property, you agree to buy the property for them, but you're actually gonna buy it in the future. So fundamentally you can do uh, options over any real set length of period you want. If you go over seven years, then uh, that can get more uh, detailed. I won't go into the details here, but like a land registry and things, you need to start changing documentations and stuff like that if you go over seven years. So try and keep it under that. Most of them that I've done have been between three to five years. What I tend to do is a five-year, potentially six-year option, depending on the market. But I always like to have maybe a clause in there that says after three years, within the next three years, I can then um, take action on the agreement that we've got. And of course, I can then look to purchase the property. That way, it just gives us that little bit of wiggle room depending on what the market is doing at the current time. Of course, if the market crashes, I might not be able to get a mortgage on the property if I need a mortgage to buy at that time because house prices might have dipped and it might not be worth what we're currently agreed and of course if if it' skyrockets as well, happy days, but sometimes you may just need to sit a little bit of time out, but of course, it's all about building up the know like and trust with whoever you're going to do these deals with, uh, giving them an understanding that what you are doing is is legitimate to be start you know to start with because some people don't understand it, uh, and also you've got to just make sure that they're aware of what you're doing and of course. We will always have in our minds when we do these sorts of deals, self-doubt, they'll want this, they'll want that. If there's capital growth, they're not going to want to miss out on that. But each and every deal or purchase lease option that I've done has always been individual. It's always been different. It's always been a little bit new, unique. There's never been one size fits all with everybody. But fundamentally, you know, you want to fix in a price. So here and now. So let's just say they're selling their property now. It's worth £300,000. The market is around 280 to 300. Maybe it's a little bit overpriced. It's been sitting on the market for a while. They don't need the money right now. So maybe, you know, they bought it a long time ago. Maybe they bought it in 2007, 2008, uh, and they're in negative equity. So they don't actually have any money to to draw from this. Or maybe they've only got 10 grand or something profit that they're going to make. A lot of the times it works when people don't need the money right here, right now, and are quite happy to take a set fee. So when you have a purchase lease option, you lock in the price to purchase the property in the future for that set price. That is in stone. You then lease the property from them, and that can be for as little as a pound. Most of the times, though, you give them sort of like a rent or a guaranteed rent, bit like rent to rent, but you've locked in a price at the end of this to buy it, and you have the option. So you don't have the obligation to buy it. You have the option to buy it, which of course you can choose to do or not. What you want to make sure you do if you have an option is make sure that you have the option so it's assignable. So that if somebody, uh, if, if maybe I don't want to buy the properties that I'm doing, I can assign it to somebody else that does want to buy those properties. And of course I can make a fee by doing that as well if it's a good price and a good deal for somebody. So you want to always make your options assignable just in case. And of course you can say to the vendors as well, I'm going to make it assignable. I'm looking to buy this, but let's just say for argument's sake, something happens and I cannot buy it. Then I can assign it to a colleague. It's still locked in. It's still the same package. It's still the same deal. And that makes people very, very happy. And of course, if you can get rid of their negativity and their doubts on doing something like this and make it so that they don't feel like it's a risk, you put yourself in a better place, better position to be able to get these sorts of deals over the line. So, you want to make sure that uh, you're not trying to put, you know, a round peg into a square hole when you are coming to do purchase lease options. And I see a lot of people saying, well, my strategy is purchase lease options. That's it. And that's fine. But you're probably going to, you know, it's going to take you maybe longer to find them. They are there. They're, they are there. They, but you're going to it's a numbers game. Property is fundamentally a numbers game. And of course, the beauty of purchase lease options is you don't have to find you know, deposits right here, right now. Uh, sometimes an upfront fee is all of the, the vendor wants as well. And you can str- strategically structure these deals in a fantastic manner that really, really suits you. And of course, maybe they've got a set mortgage. You're looking at taking a property on interest rates, as we know, are, are up and down like yo-yos at the moment, more up than down, of course. So if they've got a decent mortgage rate, it might be worth Babysitting their mortgage, so to speak, uh, maybe the terms of that have you know two or three years or something like that to run. That would be a great way or great reason to be doing a purchase lease option now, so you can get the property's cash flowing. Of course, uh, and a- another thing really to be looking at is making sure that. Um, you know, if somebody is is looking to go and buy another property, they need the deposit now or they've got a major emergency. It's really understanding and finding out what their pain point is, what they really, really need now to make this work. You don't want to get, as I always say, into the buyer's remorse stages where you lock in an agreement. You know, you're going through solicitors, you're going through the contracts and everything. It's costing money. And then all of a sudden they pull out just because they were like, well, no, actually, uh, I don't want to wait for the money. I, w- I want the money right here, right now. But of course, a lot of properties now are sticking on the market. So there's going to be more and more opportunities to do these sorts of deals. Um, but you do need to know what you're doing. You do need to know how to work with solicitors. You know, they need a solicitor acting on their behalf. You need one on your behalf. There is cost in this. Uh, normally, you know, as a sweetener, you can offer to pay for their solicitors fees and give them a choice, of property professional solicitors, not your everyday solicitors. Otherwise, you could find that uh, they get talked out of it by a solicitor that just doesn't know about these. So you need property, you know, purchase lease option solicitors that know how to operate, that know how these deals work. So that, of course, they can look after their best interests as well. Um, So it's good sometimes if we can say, well, there's a list of you know, solicitors that know how to do these. I'm quite happy to pay for their fees. You just pick one and then I'll use the other one. Uh, And that can work really, really well for them. But I understand it's probably going to cost you a couple of of grand in solicitors fees to do stuff like this, depending on how many times, you know, you've got to go backwards and forwards with the terms and conditions on what you're doing. Of course, if you're looking at packaging up deals, uh, getting a purchase option on them is is superb so locking in a purchase option on a property to say to the vendor listen uh the, the property's worth three hundred thousand pounds you're happy to take you know 260 um and you know yourself that you can add value to this, it's really good for an investor. You can lock in that price with a purchase option. And again, you have the option, you make that assignable, in which case you've locked in the agreement to buy it at that price or even 200,000 if you could convert it maybe into a high-end HMO or or, uh, serviced accommodation units or something like that or total split it, you lock it in. So you get that purchase, so to speak, price locked in. You have the option which you make assignable. In which case, then you can then go and package up and sell that deal, saving the knowledge that they're not going to bang it on right move or try and sell it to somebody else because you have a contract with them. They have the peace of mind. You've then got to get out there and do your job and get the property off their hands. But of course, if that takes you know a few months or something like that to get it over the line, then that is fine. And of course, if they're quite happy to take a set rent as well, then you can find somebody and you can sell you know a purchase lease option to somebody. Uh, If you're doing those as a deal sourcer, you are going to have a line of investors wanting to work with you because if they haven't got to put all their money into the properties to start with all the time, they can do more deals, of course. Uh, And of course, you can use the profits from the property to help you buy the properties in the future. And that's what I've done. So I do rent to rent, as a lot of people will know there. I have rent to rent businesses, Um, but not just rent to rent. You know, I do purchase lease options. Uh, I do buy properties as well and build up my own portfolio. And it's all about making sure that I'm building up a portfolio of a mixed bag. So, a bit of service accommodation, a bit of HMOs. You know, we're looking at some commercial units as well. P- potentially, apart hotels are, are quite an exciting topic at the moment if we could find the right properties to do this on. But that might take a bit of vendor finance. That might take purchase lease options. Uh, but it's a great way to start. It's a great way to get in there. And of course, if you've got some money and you know you can afford to pay for a refurb and things, if you can lock in an option or even potentially a delayed completion. Uh, If you're going to put loads of money into it, I might look at a delayed completion just to make sure that it is locked in. If I was putting a substantial amount of money into a property. But a purchase lease option is, is brilliant. Of course, getting them over the line is really, as I say, it's just talking to people. It's saying to them, you know, maybe my money's a bit tied up at the moment, but I'd love to take this property on. I can offer you the price that you want if you can just give me the terms that I want. So what you can say to them is, is 300 grand for your property, I only really want to pay 280. But if you let me buy this in three years time, for your 300 grand, then we can lock that in. Now I'll buy it off you and I'll pay you a set fee each month that uh, for the trouble for basically babysitting your mortgage and everything. So how's that? So we can pay what covers your mortgages, we can pay, you know, what, what covers your insurances and things. And obviously, if you want to, you can do it so that they've uh, they get a little extra money as well, so it makes it worth their while. Now, one of the purchase lease options I've done, which was with a landlord on a rent to rent deal, has come back to me and said I'm interested in selling the property, Mark. And I always say to anybody I work with, if you're interested in selling your property, then please come to me first, okay? Because it'll cut out estate agent fees. I might even cover the uh, solicitor's fees. Let's you know come and work with me. If I can't do anything, then I can't do anything. But he said, I'm interested in selling in the future. I said, that's great. I said, how much do you want for it? He's told me his fee. And what we have agreed is I the monthly fee that I pay him now, because we've locked all of this in. I now take over the property as if it's my own. So I do cover all costs on the properties. If anything goes wrong, of course, we have insurances as well. But it's fundamentally on paper now. My property is just not in my name yet. So I look after that and the money that I pay them, the set fee that I pay them each month actually comes off the end price. So for me, I'm building in that equity, which will be the deposit. And it can almost be like a no money down deal. It's not a no money down because I still pay for solicitor's fees and things like that. But all in at the moment by managing this property, the profits that I get pay for my business. And they're also paying the deposit for buying this property in the future, which is great. And I have another one. Um, which uh, is very, very similar in those. But the set fee that I pay each month isn't coming off the end price. I could not get them to do it. It's still a sweet deal. It still works really, really well. And uh, another one that I've done is a house that I live in. So you can do this for rental properties that you might wanna take on, that you might want to, you know, make, as I say, make into high-end HMOs or service accommodation and things. Or you could just see a property that you like yourself, that you wanna live in. And that's what I did last year. So I saw a property, that was really, really nice uh, on the market. Uh, and we were debating whether to go for it or not. But in the end, we just thought, no, we'll stay where we are. Our mortgage is really, really cheap. And the house that we have is all right. Um, so anyway, I, I thought nothing of it. And then a month or so later, I thought it actually had been sold. Uh, it came on the market for rent. All of a sudden, what do we think then of a house is for sale and for rent? They've got a problem and they need to sort that quickly. And they don't need the money now because they're quite willing to rent it. So I put my shoes on, got out the front door. Wife says to me, Where are you going? What are you doing? I said, I'm going to go and knock on the door and see what the problem is. So I did. I went and had a good discussion with them Uh, that afternoon. I took the wife around. We had a walk around after I I had seen it in the morning and had a good chat with the guy. Uh, A bit bizarre, but it was all right. it's on a very similar estate to where I, I currently live anyway. so I had recognized the person. maybe they'd recognized me coming and going as well. We've all lived around here for about 15 years. so cut uh, a long story short showed the wife it she was over the moon. It's a lovely lovely property. And that afternoon, um, I just said to him, interested in buying it, um, not financially in a position at the moment because I just bought some properties to buy it. Uh, What would you be like to lock in a price and sell it in the future? What do you need? Uh, At the moment, he needs about 20 grand more than the property's worth because he's remortgaged it and things. But uh, I'm quite happy to lock that price in because he's given me my term. So I do have a six year lease on this. And um, in that time, I can buy it, you know, if the market shoots up and the market's all right at the moment. Where where the market's gone to now, uh, we're not in a bad position. It means we can do the home up, we can make it our own uh, and we can enjoy the property. We basically managed to move into that property within, uh, I think it was about 30 days from negotiating the deal. I paid for his solicitor fees and everything. Quite a savvy investor himself. He has got some rental properties as well. But that's just worked really, really well for us. So we managed to move straight into that property and it's a purchase lease option. So I have the option, not the obligation to buy it at the end, but I can assign that to somebody else. So I can always look at this as a deal. If it is a deal for somebody else and I want to move on, I can assign it to somebody else or I can just buy it for myself. So, you know, it can, it can work for yourself. It can work for anybody. It can work on any sort of properties that you're looking at, setting up and doing for yourself. And of course, you know if you're in a marketplace where property is really really expensive, then going in there talking about and negotiating a purchase lease option can be a massive massive benefit to you. I will do a another episode on the best ways to negotiate and talk um potentially vendors, agents, and all sorts into doing purchase lease option deals in the future if that's something that would help you uh, and Of course, today, I just really wanted to touch on you know purchase lease options. How you can benefit from them how you can sort of use them what they are and everything like that and of course you know it's it's all about going out there finding out what the pain point is finding out what they need and once you find out what the vendors need then you can see whether a purchase lease option will work for them if they need the money now and maybe sometimes if they do need the money now it's like 10 20 grand and you've got 10 20 grand you think well i don't mind paying that up from locking a purchase lease option i can still save by using their mortgage pay them off, so to speak, which is almost like paying a deposit up front, then you can do so as well. There are so many different ways you can do it, but you just need to know what you're doing. So it's always worth getting that you know, specialist education, information and knowledge to be able to go out there and to be able to make sure that you can maximize the benefits. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I look forward to you joining me in the next one very soon. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Property Investors Network podcast. Remember, investing in property is not just about numbers and profits, but also about building communities and creating a lasting impact. You can do this by checking out our website at pinfurtherlearning.co.uk. And of course, look to book onto your local Property Investors Networking event. We are here to help and support you every step of the way. And I look forward to you joining me very soon. Bye for now.